visiting today with uh, Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels. And uh, Governor Daniels, it's nice to see you in person. We talk on the phone on occasion, but thank you so much for stopping by. Well, it was about time we descended for a little su- <laughs> surprise inspection. Thanks for having us. Well, we tried to vacuum and clean the place up for you today. Looks great. Uh, th- thank you, Mary Maids, by the <laughs> way. I uh, do want to touch on, you've been traveling quite a bit, I understand, uh, through the area. It's been our MO, really, for uh, going on six years now. Uh, we're out, we try to stay out on the road. I believe, I, in business, I always felt that if you really really wanted to do the job well you had to know the customer had to know the territory in this case uh, uh, a lot of territory and the customers are the taxpayers of indiana so i think the most useful days i spend are are days like this when i'm out meeting a lot of people and just listening is it challenging because everybody has you know kind of their different opinions how do you as the governor how do you weigh some of those and and, and kind of keep keep perspective well first i think it's very important to get a wide range of opinions and that's that's what travel uh, does for me. I mean, on my way up here, I stopped at a, in Lapel, a favorite little town of mine. Stopped at the Bulldog Corner, mm-hmm. uh, where I sometimes uh, have gone for breakfast, and uh, I had several very helpful conversations about things ranging from the way we regulate horse racing in Indiana mm-hmm. to the difficulties that we're having uh, trying to find the right thing to do at the Soldiers and Sailors Home at Nightstown. So, I get great input from people, but I think it's important really important not to let the input coming to you be narrow and if you just sit at a desk somewhere and and only listen to what people bring to you 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 may miss uh, a lot you know it's interesting i i tend to watch people and i've always noticed in in groups and in organizations and things you're always the first one in and some people they have their people go in first but you're always the first one in shaking hands and and and, and enjoying that personal touch with people well, first of all, I don't. Uh, we don't have a lot of people along. I, I, I keep this to the absolute minimum. There's usually one great uh, state trooper to get us around, and one young guy, um, so that when somebody needs help, mm-hmm. what will frequently happen is somebody says, I'm having this problem or that problem, and I get the essence of it, but I, I want to make sure we never um, lose sight of it and follow mm-hmm. up. And so usually that's a, we, we travel in a very small posse. <laughs> but um, um, people ask me a lot, Leland, uh, uh, you know, what do you do? You like the job, and my answer always is, uh, I like the work, mm-hmm. and I can tolerate the life. In other words, nothing about just being governor that mm-hmm. um, you know thrills me. But but there is one thing, and that is, uh, I've learned over time if uh, if you like people, and I do, mm-hmm. and while I have this job, it means something to people if I stop and spend a couple of minutes, and I've had. Lots of grown, you know, men say to me that this is a big deal to them, and I, you want to go, hey, come on, Leland, you know, this is just you and me here. But you finally realize that if you, it's a nice little gift to have for a few years, mm-hmm. to just be able to visit with people and uh, let them know they're important to you, and it, it gives them a little, I hope, a little uh, memory and, uh, you know, something to tell a husband or wife when they get home. I remember the time my dad introduced me to the mayor of Anderson. And I was so nervous, I hid behind my dad because it was such a big deal. I'm meeting them. The mayor was outside mowing his lawn. I mean, it was not that big a deal, but to me, it was like yeah, being the president. It's know? a hard thing to adjust to, as I say. You don't think you're no one. You don't think of yourself that way. Mm-hmm. And one day, I'll be just Mitch again. But for the moment, <laughs> the one thing I do like, and is uh, again, it's fun anyway, and it costs you nothing mm-hmm. to stop for a few minutes and uh, or go somewhere where you can just have those personal conversations and. Um, you know, usually I learn something from it, and if, uh, and in any event, maybe mm-hmm. you, you you gave somebody a little bit of a lift. 
Now, one of the things you mentioned is the issues that folks have talked about, specifically Knightstown. People have been touching on Knightstown and a lot of, I know, the State House, there were people down there and, and trying to bring that message home. Here in Anderson, there's been a lot of discussion about education. Uh, tell us a little bit about how things have been going as far as either either getting some funding, getting some finance, and keeping the education ball rolling in Indiana. The good news is funding's not an issue. Uh, we um, we fund schools well in Indiana. I'm for more, but we do well now. You know, when you compare the amount we, uh, the taxpayers, spend on education here to the money in their pockets, we're third in America. So we dig deeper than almost anybody, and that's good. It shows that we support. Uh, public education with this federal and because our state's not broke we mm -hmm. have not cut education as has happened in close to 40 states in america in the last year or two um, and that's one reason i'm so determined to keep spending on lesser priorities down so we can protect what matters most public safety education child protection now um now comes this federal money and, and this yeah. you've been reading about and a huge percentage of that is um, restricted to education. So we will have the interesting situation here, frankly, if more money we know what to do with for a couple of years. What I hope to do and work with the legislature to do is to use that money to protect education, not just for two years, but on beyond that, because none of us knows how long this worldwide economic mess will last. Now, that's the good news. The money is plentiful, certainly compared to anywhere else. On the other side, our results are not good, and we've just got to all understand that it's a, our kids are going to grow up in a world where they're going to need to know more than we did. They're going to have to be better at math than we were, and um, um, uh, we have simply got to insist on much better uh, uh, results and uh, even higher standards than we've been using. How challenging is that? I mean, we use, I know ISTEP, there was a, there was a big discussion should we have in the spring should we have in the fall and all this discussion that's kind of the benchmark of how we're doing are there other ways that that, that you as the governor look to determine how well we're competing with other states as far as education yes um, we now uh, will uh, be measuring uh, our high school students at the end of their course completion um, and and uh, administering tests to see did they learn the the algebra or didn't they and by the way the early results are not good only about 25% are really up to the standards they're going to need if they're going to go on to, to college or beyond. So, um, yes, you know, testing can be overdone and it can be overcomplicated, and we need to be watchful of that. But there cannot be any retreat, in my opinion, from you get uh, from from testing and measurement. We have to know where we are mm -hmm. uh, if we're going to if we're going to get better. We have to know which kids are slipping behind so we can help them. You brought when when you became when you came in as governor six years ago, you brought what I I firmly believe is an important thing to um, government in that a business aspect and looked at things from kind of a business perspective and using the glasses of business to examine a lot of things. Tell us over the six years, uh, daylight saving time, some of the different things, but also some of the leases, some of the things that you've done yeah. that you've been proud of to to help streamline state government. What I'm proud of is the great people who came in, all from outside government, basically uh, to help us. Uh, Starting uh, uh, more than four years ago, many came from business, and that was great. They brought a fresh perspective. They didn't understand why things couldn't work better. And so uh, that's, who I'm, that's what I'm really proud of. It wouldn't have happened without them. We always say, listen, government is not a business. There are differences, but it can be a lot more business-like. 
And if you think of the taxpayer as your customer and your and your boss, by the way, um, you can make things work a lot better. And you can you can go look at our performance. We give ourselves a report card. We we believe in measuring ourselves too, and we set the bar high for customer satisfaction. Let's say at the parks or um, uh, Department of Revenue. Uh, we measure how long it takes to get a permit, how long it takes you to get your tax refund back. Uh, were you happy or not happy when you left the BMV? And uh, when you measure things and you reward people for doing a good job, things get better. So our people have saved untold millions and millions of dollars for the taxpayer. But in, in addition, um, provably, they have made Indiana state government um, more effective at, at delivering public service. I was just down there in lapel, <laughs> you know, over my bacon and eggs with a couple of folk guys I was sitting down with, and they started in on, man, the change in the BMV. Of course, I've heard this a million times now, but uh, that's, the, that's an example almost every Hoosier has seen, but there are many more that are less visible that where the change has just been as big. You know, it's interesting, and, and you talk about the customers, the voters being the customers, or residents being the customers. A lot of times the BMV is the really the only interaction you have, except paying your taxes, with, with state government. That's correct, that, and uh, that's, that's one reason it was so important to tackle it. We've gone from worst to first. One of the great days <laughs> last, last year, uh, I, I went over, not for the first time, I went over to thank the leadership of the BMV, three or 400 of them. They were together for their meeting. Uh, that they have once in a while, and they review their results. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the average time people spend in the branches? They put up the list of the problem branches. By the way, a problem branch uh, now is one where you're there more than 10 minutes on average. Oh, wow. That's a change. Oh, wow. So, um, but we unveiled this award, they had, this national award they had won, and, and it was very exciting. These were folks who really felt like they had done something important and useful as you say, that benefits millions of their fellow citizens. And uh, they were proud of themselves, and, and I'm proud of them. How important is it as the governor, and you, you touched on this a moment ago about um, when you see people and shaking their hands, when the BMV had some, some missteps with, mm -hmm. the, with the computer issues and some of the different things, how important is it to use the office of the governor to go in and say, let's not point fingers, let's fix the problem and move forward. That is a really excellent question, and it's a very important point. I hadn't thought about this in a while, but you're quite right. I mean, uh, I took the responsibility when they pulled the trigger prematurely on the computer switch. They thought they were ready. Uh, it had to be done. It was, it's, it's one major reason that the Bureau now is probably the best around. But it didn't work. They had to fall back and, and, and reload, and people were inconvenienced, and you're right. I did not want uh, the, the folks at the Bureau felt badly enough already. I, I thought it was very important to stand with them, take the responsibility, and uh, say, uh, you know, I, I've constantly uh, tried to get people to understand uh, in, in our administration, look, Hoosiers are grown-ups. You, you can talk to them like adults. You can say, we screwed up. We tried, and, and it didn't work. We apologize. Give us a month or two. We'll get this. Be we'll make this better. And uh, people will cut you some slack if they. Uh, uh, and, and so we, we try to be very direct and honest about things, about what we're going to do, why we're trying to do it. And uh, if it doesn't work out perfectly the first time, we dust ourselves off, try to improve it. 
My dad always told me if you if you didn't make the mistakes, you didn't try something. This is a <laughs> this is an extremely important point. If you, not that I recommend this, but if you went back through some of my speeches, you would find that point exactly. I mean, I know I know how to make no mistakes. Just sit still, do mm-hmm. nothing, take no chances, don't change anything. Our entire uh, four years plus now has been about bringing positive change, and when you do. Uh, even if you get it right, it does. Uh, it can lead to, you know, some disruption or mm-hmm. need for adjustment. But we never try to change anything that we don't honestly in our hearts believe is better for the majority of Hoosiers. Since we just changed our clocks, I've got to ask you about this. Although it's an old issue, I personally love daylight saving time. There was a lot. There were a lot of people who said, "Oh, that be the end." You know, the, the the second coming of the apocalypse. All these terrible things when we go to daylight saving time. Are are you still finding? people that like it that don't like it is it like i said i love it being a broadcaster sure there are folks who uh, uh still uh disagree about it and uh, i think honestly the, the the biggest concern and it's a legitimate one in my opinion is really not about daylight saving time that was a that which was all i cared about was getting us in step with the world economy your business is a great example but so are almost every other where shifting in and out of phase was driving people crazy, costing money, <clears throat> just a, an economic problem we didn't need. Now, the legitimate question is, are we in the right time zone? We're as far west as you can be in the eastern time zone, and, and there's a lot of folks who, um, it's not so much about changing the clocks when the world does, it's about, do they like daylight in the morning or like their daylight in the evening? And that's a matter of personal choice, and everybody's entitled to their own viewpoint. There we go. Governor, I understand that you're, you've got more, more places to go. You've got more stops to make. By the way, I was disappointed you came up in a Suburban and not on the motorcycle. It's, it's, it's just yeah. not the same. I was well, expecting to see you roaring up on the Well, thing. you know, and next month maybe, <laughs> next next time. The folks at, uh, in, in, down in Lapel said the same thing because I've uh, been through there a couple times on the, on the bikes. Well, they're, um, uh, there's two bikes now kind of embarrassing mm-hmm. to admit but there are and uh, uh they're just about ready to go so if not this weekend some weekend soon uh we will be breaking out i gotta tell you this you you're you're the governor of the state of indiana you 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 oversee a lot of things budgets you work with the house and the legislature all these different folks and when i told my wife i said well the governor has a motorcycle and i can't get a motorcycle she said I don't know what the governor's wife thinks, but you can't get a motorcycle. So you didn't help me out there. I tried. I tried. Well, you know, wait a few years and bring it up again. You, you might you might get a different answer. But uh, uh, in, ser- in seriousness, um, I've tried very much to be a, a, a one voice for safety and caution. Mm-hmm. It, it's a great hobby and, and all the rest. But for goodness sakes, get well trained. Mm-hmm. Wear a helmet would be my personal advice, and uh, and uh, uh, watch carefully. Uh, it, it's when I was teaching my girls, my, our four girls, to drive, I always did the same thing. We'd go down the road, and I'd say, "See that guy over there in that red Pontiac?" I said, uh, "I said he is an idiot." And they would say, "Well, Dad, how do you know that?" I said, "I don't know that, but there's a good chance you got to treat him like he is, because he 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 may not disappoint you." Exactly. And that's the way I ride a motorcycle. Exactly. Got to be safe. Governor, thank you so much. Thank you, Leland. Enjoyed it. Appreciate it. News Talk 1240 WHB. We'll be right back.